Atlanta, Los Angeles, larger cities that have slightly more traffic than Boise, and you know they've built 16-lane interstates uh, that can still slow down or come to a halt at some point. And is there is there a need to try and communicate to the populace at large that perhaps you know congestion mitigation isn't the full uh, picture, but in fact congestion is something that we need to learn to come to terms with, or is it something that we need to constantly be battling against? It's a difficult sell at this point in time when you've got a population of 680,000 people. But I think, yes, now we do have to have that start having the conversation that there's going to be a certain amount of congestion that we're experiencing. And the other reality is the congestion that we are experiencing right now really isn't as bad <laughs> as in Atlanta, right. a Phoenix, a Denver, you, a Salt Lake City. It's it's worse in other parts of the country, right. even in areas that are our size, it, it's worse. But when you're sitting in that traffic and you're stuck on whether right. it's a local road or on Eagle Road, Eagle Road's a state road. Um, Thank <laughs> you. Throw that out. Um, it's frustrating as all heck. And you don't want to sit through a light two or three times. You want to be able to go through that. There's going to be certain amounts of inconvenience that we're going to experience because of additional um, population. And the only control really on that is a decrease in population, which usually tends to mean a um, your economy's going down. So we have to look at other treatments. Part of that is widening. Why It's not an either or of we don't widen or we do public transportation. But it's we've got to have a public transportation system that's much more viable than what we've got. We've got to look at how we can um, utilize our intelligence transportation systems, which means the signs, the reader boards, also the timing of our signals, and looking at other um, more innovative technologies than what we've currently got. And ACHD does a fantastic job, and they've got staff that are always bringing new ideas. We've got to continue mining that. Um, the other part is looking at access management. Um, and the city, the ACHD and the state have brought forward ideas about access management on a lot of our thoroughfares. And we've gotten pushback from the business community about whether that impedes um, the economy. And Explain that term a little more, access management. What so, does it mean to the average person? I don't know. Access management means that you may be limiting whether folks can take a left turn across traffic to go um, mm -hmm. to the left, and you have right-ins or right-outs, or you have medians that are blocking um, whether folks can take a left turn into right. a business or not. So basically um, what we've development. done down the center of Eagle Road, for instance. What you've done down, the yeah. and that took a long time right. for that to, that to occur. And then there's, you can carry it even further by having um, access limited to even quarter mile, half mile, or mile sections. Some um, cities or urban areas have frontage and backage roads that they invest in it. And that allows for those thoroughfares to um, move people through the area, but also allows opportunities for folks to shop at the uh, businesses. And it's not the the end of the world if you utilize access management, but I think it's a, a discussion that we have to look at. Um, 
and we also have to have the conversations about public transportation and a variety of other techniques um, of mitigating the congestion. Right. Some part of it is bicycles, pedestrian facilities, mm -hmm. and having those options for folks. But part of it's going to be timing because of the finances. The other part is helping educate folks on what some of the treatments and options are and getting them on board with it. In some cases, they're not going to get on board. Um, and I think we got to deal with that. But sure. we also have to realize that we continue working. I can tell you, if you grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, a trip down Eagle Road at 5 o'clock is really not that big yeah. of a deal. <laughs> I think it comes down to uh, you, you can't forever and ever build and expand. Um, that's the experience we've seen in, in larger, more established communities, L.A., you know, being the they, they were the car-centric uh, mecca of the West, and, and they've gone away from expansion. But here in Ada County, we still haven't achieved what one of our former uh, ACHD commissioners called a fundamental road system. You know, we still have two-lane arterials out on the west side of the county in Meridian, which is, you know, one of the fastest-growing cities in Idaho. So we do have, we do know we have to do some amount of expansion just to kind of, you know, keep up and maybe maybe claw back some, some uh, capacity that we should have had years ago. Mm -hmm. But then once you, once you have that tipping point of, okay, we think it's mostly done, then the question gets at what Matt and, and Vince were talking about is how do you squeeze the most value out of what you got and maybe expand it some more. And you do that through the intelligence transportation system, which is kind of, you know, higher tech signalization, signals that see gluts of traffic and adjust the timing on the fly, those kinds of things. You got to have that real transit system that we're missing now. And this isn't to diss on, on Valley Ride. It's just to say we would like to see Valley Ride become what it needs to become to help the whole out and, and achieve what we're trying to do. And then there's a place for alternative transportation, which, you know, is walking, good old-fashioned walking and biking, and people need choices. And if they have options and they're not putting, we're not putting all the eggs transportation-wise in one basket, then when you spread the load, things are naturally going to flow better. And I think that's what we're all trying to do. Great. Um, we're getting close to the end of our show, and I want to thank the three of you for coming in. I want to end with um, one final question, which is just uh, the notion of, of clawing back or trying to reimagine how things could be over as they currently are. Um, is there anything that we ought to be thinking about doing now uh, so that 20 years from now we're not looking back and saying we missed an opportunity? Is there anything that the three of you see that needs to be happening, part of the conversation that needs to be had? Or are we doing everything we need to be doing right now? Well, one of the things we are doing, but I don't think folks realize that we're doing, is looking at expanding the public transportation system and laying the, laying the groundwork and planning for um, a bus rapid transit system on State Street. Looking at whether we can get a commuter rail system um, going from Boise to uh, Nampa and what needs to occur over time by the year 2040 so that that system could be operational or about to be operational. Uh, one of the key things though that's holding all that up is the funding mechanism and for the state of Idaho our primary funding mechanisms um, are gas tax, federal state gas tax, federal funds, um, ACHD's got its local option uh, registration fee program, um, and then they've also got impact fees, which the city of Nampa's got, I think, impact fees. Um, but we really don't have a diverse toolbox. 
And right now we're relying on the feds to get funding, which the reality is our region and our state, we're not gonna get a significant amount of more federal funding. Um, so we need to look at how we can fund things for ourselves. And the state legislature is just looking at the gas tax and the registration fees right now. And I, th I think we gotta have the conversation, what tools can we provide to the Treasure Valley or to the more urban areas so that we're not a burden on the rural areas. Um, and we can still do the necessary improvements that we need to have happen so that the economic centers can continue to fund and drive the machine that Idaho has. Yeah, I think the, we use, the word used, diversify funding, I think that's really important. Our job at the Transportation Department is to maintain and preserve highways, build bridges, and expand when we can. Um, and we don't lobby for funding, but certainly we're there to help the legislature when they want to make decisions. And I think any decisions they can make to come up with more, diff more different ways to find funding for our roads, that's certainly something that is probably an important step to move forward. And also Matt hit on it. There, we are planning. Everybody is working together right now trying to come up with future solutions. And I, I think if you're a community member, figure out a way you can get on board and, and you can make a difference in that area too. And, and Matt has those available when they put their 2040 plan out there and they always update it. And that's where people can have a voice and a say. So certainly our organizations are led by people who are in this community. So our citizens have a voice too and, and they should get out there and be heard. and and be a part of the solution as well. Yeah, it all comes down to having options, and that starts on the funding side, but it also comes down to what we put out there in terms of our transportation products for people. Uh, and in Boise, um, a more mature system requires uh, a heavier emphasis on transit and, and good walkable routes with uh, continuous sidewalks. You know, in the 50s and 60s for a while, they didn't even put sidewalks in when they put up new homes and new subdivisions. So we're going back today and fixing the sins of the past because we realized that that was a short-sighted thing to do. And that's why we're adding bike lanes with every new road whenever possible. And the question is not why, but why not? And you have to prove that that shouldn't be there before you take anything like that out. And I think providing that diversity of choices is best serving the public in their mobility. And so they can they can choose to, to hoof it to the grocery store or, or take a bike ride or something and not get in the car unless they really want to. Um, and so I think we need to do the best job as we can, given the funding that available, to try and meet a multiplicity of needs. Uh, and that's that's the Rubik's Cube of transportation here. Thank you three for coming in. If you uh, have just caught the end of the conversation, you've been listening to Building a Green Idaho this week on Radio Boise. And I'm your host, Remington Byer. My guests have been Matt Stoll, the Executive Director of the Community Planning Association of Southern Idaho, and Vince Stromboli from the Idaho Transportation Department, and Craig Quintana from the Ada County Highway District. Thank you three gentlemen for coming in. We'll have to revisit this conversation sometime, hopefully in the not too distant future. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you.